0: Hi, it's Dave. Welcome to a live stream. It's November 6th, and we have an emergency live stream here. We have Elon Musk breaking out one of the most consequential tweets um, in recent times for Tesla. And Elon Musk is proposing to sell 10% of his Tesla stake. In this video and live stream, what I'll do is I'm going to come at this from different angles. And my whole purpose and point of this is just to try to help people just work through different angles and different ways to view this issue. Um, I'll share my thoughts along the way as well. Um, but I think what's more important than, for example, correctly or having, you know, an opinion one way or the other is to think through the issues. And I think it's easy to be emotional and it's easy to have a strong opinion, you know, just off the bat, which is, which is fine. But I think it's important also to take a step back and to say, okay. You know, how can we look at this objectively and how can we kind of make sense of it um, in the bigger picture? So here's um, what we'll do here. We'll take a look at Elon's tweet first and then we'll go through um, a bunch of different um, tweets and angles from different people. I'll share my thoughts. And I think by the end of this live stream, you'll have a pretty good idea of, you know, the ins and outs of what's going on with Elon's uh, proposal here. So Elon Musk just tweeted... um, about an hour ago, he said, much is made lately of unrealized gains being a means of tax avoidance. So I propose selling ten percent of my Tesla stock. The way I'm taking this is he's saying there's a lot of criticism of billionaires not paying taxes and using, you know, stock as a way to avoid ever paying taxes. And so Elon is saying, Okay, fine, I will, you know, sell ten percent of my Tesla stock. Is that going to be, you know, a good enough way to kind of break that misconception, or to at least, you know, prove that he's, he's willing to pay his fair share of taxes. Elon Musk then tweets, he says, I will abide by the results of this poll, whichever way it goes. And he's basically saying, I'm going to let the poll decide whether or not I'm going to sell 10% of my stock. And he says, no, I do not take a cash salary or bonus from anywhere. I only have um, stock. Thus, the only way for me to pay taxes personally is to sell stock. Yeah. So Elon's entire fortune is all basically in Tesla stock and in SpaceX. He might have a little bit elsewhere, but that's pretty much you know, 99.9% of it. And he actually has debts where he takes a collateral loan off of you know those shares um, to the tune of probably, probably over about $500 million. That's my latest of what I've heard um, most recently. Um, the exact figure, you'll figure it out. I'm not trying to give exact figures here. All right. So um, first question is, how much stock does Elon own of Tesla? So if we go to this February uh, 2021 filing, it's a 13G filing from Tesla. It says uh, Elon Musk here, uh, Elon R. Musk owns 227 million shares of Tesla. Now Tesla has a float of about 1 billion shares. Um, so he's it's saying that yeah Tesla owns 22.4 or Elon owns 22.4 percent of Tesla shares. However, now if we go into the footnotes, it says that um, out of the 227 million shares controlled by Elon, 170 million are common stock shares. So these are real shares that Elon holds. Then he has an option or options to purchase 56.6 million more shares of of common stock. And these are exercisable within 60 days of December 31st, 2020. So basically, he can exercise past options to buy stock um, and to buy 56.6 million. So what does this mean? In the past, a lot of Elon Musk's compensation has been um, in stock options. What that means is, is that Elon, for example, back in the day when Tesla was $3 billion or $4 billion market cap, um, part of the Compensation was, A, if Elon could boost the market cap, hit different milestones, then he could purchase a certain amount of stock at a certain price, right? And so let's say the price back then was $6, and um, if he hit certain milestones, it would be already in kind of this agreement that Elon could purchase stock later on at $6, Um and a certain amount so this this is what these options are about these were predetermined long ago at prices you know that were fair market value for the stock long, long time ago and um, Elon can purchase it the problem with purchasing the stock is that um, he has to pay income tax off of like exercising this stock so if he exercises all 56 million shares um, that's what um, that's probably about 70 65 billion dollars or so that um, will be income tax, uh, probably tax at income tax rates because um, this is actually kind of compensation, it's not long-term capital gains. So he would have to pay probably you know, upwards to half um, in tax. Um, and another tricky thing is, does California get a big chunk of this too when he exercises these options because you know, it's possible that these options were vested while he was in California. So California might want to chunk too. So Elon, anyways, has a lot of tax bill coming up. I'm going to talk about that more in this video. But generally speaking, he has 170 million shares right now. And then he has 56 million. So I'm, I'm thinking we can count this as about half. So yeah, Elon has roughly probably about 200 million shares right after taxes of these 56 million. So 200 million shares times uh, 1,200 million. That's um, um, two, what, 20 million times, yeah, um, uh, 200 million times 12,000. I think that's about $240, million, $240 billion, right, that Elon has um, in Tesla stock. So 10% would be $24 billion in, in Tesla uh, shares that he would have to sell all right so what are people's reactions um let's look at chicken genius he says he voted yes despite knowing this will hurt me tesla's overextended sell high to pay your tax this is the best time to reduce debt money aside your well-being is number one priority most of us yeah i mean elon could do whatever he wants that's great um the thing is yeah i don't know he he doesn't really have debt he could he he doesn't have to pay, he doesn't have to sell $24 billion to pay his debt of like 500 million or $600 million in margin loan, right? He doesn't have that much margin loan. He could get by with just selling a million shares, right? Um, He doesn't have to sell, you know, 20 million shares. Um, So yeah, I don't know if that's really the reason, right, to to reduce debts. Uh, The limiting factor says as an investor, I don't like it. But if I was in your position, I'd see it as a good strategic move. If they ask me for more again in the future, you can always ask what they did with the last $16 billion in tax revenue. Um, yeah, I mean, to me, I think there's a partial thing where Elon, yeah, wants to, you know, chip in with his tax debate, wants to do the right thing. But yeah, I don't know. Um, just going in and obliging to the complaints of, you know, some extreme left um, folks I don't know if that's really gonna placate them. You know, it just seems like it could embolden them in the future. I'm not sure if it's actually gonna solve much, but I could be wrong. Vincent Yu says, me as a Tesla long-term investor, I personally d- deeply appreciate all the hard hardworking and value you have brought to us. Do whatever is best for you and you will have my support. Yeah, you know, I, I agree that Um, Yeah, Elon deserves support for what he wants to do, whether he wants to sell 5%, 10% or 50% of his shares that they're his shares. Um, And yeah, we all appreciate what Elon has done. I think um, on another angle, though, we have to look at like why like, because Elon is putting this out there. He's not doing it privately. If Elon was doing it privately, then yes, we just take a step back and we say, Elon, do what you need to do. But Elon is actually making this a very public statement, and he's making it a public type of argument, right? And he's making it a big deal, right? It's a it's a tweet, it's a poll, he's getting public, you know, uh, he's basically telling people to decide for him, and he'll go with, with what people want. But it's much bigger than a personal decision right now. Elon has made it now a public decision. By making it a public decision, it's now in the public realm of debate and it actually addresses a lot of issues. Like for example, yeah, is like will the government do the best thing? Is it right for Elon to be feel pressured to do this? Does Elon have other things he wants to do with the money? Um yeah, there are a lot of factors. I think when Elon puts it out in the public, right, he's changed the dynamics of this decision. It's no longer just his own decision in a way. Mister Beast says this Twitter poll decides the fate of over two hundred or twenty billion dollars of Tesla stock. Lol. Yeah, it's probably the one of the most consequential uh, Twitter polls out there ever, right in history, deciding the fate of uh, twenty million Tesla shares. Um, yeah, over twenty billion dollars worth. And um, yeah, the, the government will get a big chunk of that. Uh, Matt Joyce says, I vote no. Elon Musk, what happened to first money in and last money out? Yeah, so Elon Musk had a tweet. And I remember this tweet very vividly because it was there's context to it. This is probably back in 2014 or so, or 2013, either 2013 or 14. This, the stock had just run up massively from like a you know $3.5 billion market cap to probably like $20 billion or more, um, $25 billion. And a lot of people were wondering, oh, this is the time that Elon Musk could take some off the table because lots of people are taking some off the table. And um, Elon Musk, this was right after a shareholder meeting. It was like uh, probably a few hours after. He tweeted and he says, hey, you know, I want to calm you down, basically. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to... Just, I'm not here just to to cash out and just make my life, you know, all plush and um, and it's not just for me. I'm in it for a bigger mission. So he said, yeah, um, I forgot to tell you guys, my money was the first in and my money's going to be the last out. So here, Matt Joyce is saying, hey, what about that tweet right back then? In my opinion, I think it's actually first. Uh, it's a tweet that was so long ago. It's a different era. Like Elon really did stick all of his money in for the longest time. And Tesla is in a completely different scenario and stage of life. It's a ma- more mature company. And third, yeah, it's like for the early stockholders who put all of their money in into Tesla, let's say over 90%, and they stuck it in. Uh, most people have diversified, have taken some off the table. And Elon is probably one of the only ones who hasn't, right, taken... Some off the table to reduce his debt, to improve his lifestyle, et cetera, right? He's actually taken on more risk in some ways by borrowing, right? And doing that. So, in my my opinion, Elon Musk has fulfilled his tweet in 2013, 2014 of him being the first money in and the first money and the last money out. I think that's kind of a done promise, you know, in my opinion. And if he wants to take some money out, that's fine, that's up to him. And also, Elon is not saying he's taking 50% off the table either. It's a very uh, nominal amount of 10%. Uh, TikTok investor says, my entire 401k is in t- Tesla. Please don't sell. So this is the fear, right, of, of most Tesla investors. And a lot of people are invested in Tesla has become one of, you know, kind of a, a big, a, a mega cap company, right? And people have a lot of um, bullish hopes for the stock. And this is definitely going to um, not be favorable for, for Tesla in the short term. David uh, Banks uh, says, bro, uh, you trying to ruin me or what? I need Tesla going up and not down, right? So that's, that's definitely uh, probably the, the sentiment and the emotion of many Tesla shareholders right now. Tom Wolfarth Wool, says, no, I do not support you selling 10% of your Tesla stock because your decision to sell Tesla should not be driven by some harebrained agenda of people who don't understand or appreciate basic concepts of tax and finance or how capitalism works. Yeah, like, you know, I think there's some legitimacy to this type of um, stance here because, you know, a lot of the arguments of people uh, criticizing Elon Musk as being this billionaire, avoiding taxes, whatever, wanting people wanting a billionaire wealth tax, a lot of it, like, comes from very, very extreme leftist circles which are scapegoating and really kind of targeting billionaires with not the best kind of logic and, um yeah, it, 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 it feels like there's a lot of pressure coming from a certain minority of ideological thinkers. And I'm not sure if that's the best group to appease or to try to make a decision for. Um, and I understand where Elon is coming from with like, he wants to make a positive contribution in this tax debate and in a society where wealth inequality just seems like it's growing and he wants to do the right thing. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure if like really like like in my opinion, I think we need stronger centrists or stronger practical practical uh, leaders in our government who will not just appease to the extreme emotions of political extremes, but will actually come together, bridge gaps, you know, uh, between parties and different you know angles, and actually come up with practical solutions, um, real solutions that grow the economy that actually grow. You know, all parts of the economy. And I think, um, yeah, there's something that is concerning when um, a segment or a part of the political spectrum gets a lot of power and say to dictate and, and to determine the narrative in some ways of, um, of taxing. So, yeah, it is uh, concerning in some ways. All right. World of Engineering says, As an expert in polls, I can say that usually the result of the first 10 minutes does not differ from the result after 24 hours. So yeah, this is the reality, right? I mean, Elon Musk's tweet is actually um, pretty much done, in my opinion, this poll, like if you think about it, if you read this, let's do a refresh here. Um, we're at 55% yes and 44% no. This, this was the results after just like five minutes when the poll, poll came out and hasn't changed in the past maybe hour, hour and a half. This poll, is, it's over basically. You know? I mean, sure, there's like a 0.001% chance it changes drastically, but no. Um, Elon is, is, says he's going to abide by this poll. It basically means Elon is out. he's gonna sell 10% of his stock. So what exactly does that mean? What exactly does 10% mean? Um, That is up to, there's some specifics I'm gonna talk about here, I've got some notes here, but I wanna first go through um, some more of these tweets. Um, Okay, so here we go, we have a G. Sid says, why give it to the government who will waste it? Doesn't make sense, you have a mission to get to Mars and you need every penny, hodl. That makes sense too, you know. If you think about it, um, why why cash out now because of pressure from some, you know, political extremists who are scapegoating you, whatever? Um, when you know what you need to do, you know, you need to um, build enough to be able to create a new civil civilization, right, on Mars. And what if Tesla can ten x at least in the next ten or fifteen years? That's ten x more. Um, but on the flip side, Elon is smart too. He knows that you know, if he doesn't doesn't contribute positively to the political debate and to try to bridge bridge gaps of understanding, then yeah, it could just, you know, really go in a wrong way where, yeah, you know, the government has, you know, in terms of money, they hold the money, they're on top of the hierarchy and they can tax Elon in a way where it could really, really um, hurt his long-term goals of Mars. And if there is a tax to tax unrealized capital gains, Elon would have to probably, you know, sell 40 percent, or even more of his stock all at once, um, and that could be really, really hard. So I mean, just to sell ten percent at his own kind of willing to do it, um, maybe it's kind of this precautionary method or, or kind of a way to offset and to de-risk a future. More extreme right political uh, move to tax even more of um, the wealth. All right, uh, DC investor says, "Why not just sell a small uh, percent of your stock each year, like many CEOs? Why ten percent in one go? Also, why seek why seek decisive input from a easily gamed Twitter poll?" Um, yeah. So here's the thing: Elon could sell just one to two percent per year. Like if you think about it, that's actually a decent amount, right? I mean. If you have over two hundred billion dollars in Tesla stock, one percent right is two billion dollars. Let's say it's like two or three billion dollars, and you're going to be giving you know to the government a good chunk of that two or three billion. Let's say it's three billion dollars, you can probably give at least a billion dollars to the government. So you could be saying, hey, I'm giving the government a billion dollars a year. You do that over five or ten years, right? And you're only reducing your stake in Tesla about ten percent, and you're giving like a billion dollars per year, and maybe that diffuses. Right, some of the criticism. So yeah, I understand this point. It's like, why do ten percent all at once? Like, what's the point? You know, why can't you do one percent or two percent per year and kind of space out, right? The the sale, space out the government contributions, right? You're giving to the government, etc. Um, is there a point really for a ten percent? You know, um, one one shot sale. So some people might. Be thinking, hey, okay, it's 10% because Elon Musk thinks the stock price is high. Therefore, he wants to, you know, sell 10%, not just one or two percent over the next five or 10 years. And I think that's the that's kind of the negatives of this tweet, of this poll, of the 10% number, is it does give fuel to the shorts or to Tesla Q or to others who think the stock is grossly overvalued. Um, and they could point to this and say, yeah, the CEO thinks the stock is grossly overvalued too because he's trying to sell 10% all at once rather than just, you know, 1% or 2% per year. Like, think about it. Like, is Elon really going to be able to spend, maybe he can, but is, is he really going to be able to spend more than like a $1 or $2 billion himself on his own projects outside of Tesla and SpaceX? Let's say he cashes about $3 billion in, in every year or something. Um, yeah, I mean, he keeps $2 billion. Like, he gives $1 billion to the government, keeps $2 billion. He could set up, you know, hundreds of projects with $2 billion a year. Does he really need more than $2 billion a year? I don't know. I mean, there must be something uh, he has in mind or, you know. Or the other thing is, it could just be his personality. He's just like, hey, I don't want to deal with 1% every year, 2% every year. Let's just get, get it done, right? Um, and uh, just go from there. All right, Tesla stock price closed um, last Friday at 12.22, um, actually, 12.17 in after hours. And um, some people are asking so, what's going to happen with Tesla stock price uh, this coming week? Well, I'll just say um, this isn't a positive catalyst. (laughs) I mean we can we can obviously like cross that out right like this isn't gonna you know boost the stock up 100 points obviously um Elon Musk um, basically committing to sell 10 percent of his shares so I do expect um a big drop on Monday I'm not sure how big I'm not expecting like more than 10 percent 15 percent um yeah maybe five five percent five to fifteen percent five actually what what is ten percent ten percent is 120 that would take us down to 1100 um maybe a little more maybe you know in the 1050 to 1100 range i don't know but the bigger picture is probably in coming days right um how will this change the sentiment and mood around the stock will it actually you know uh, drastically change right people's idea and um yeah it's something to think about also another thing is when will elon sell these 10 million shares like elon doesn't tends to be pretty, uh, he tends to be a fast mover. He doesn't want to sit on things for days or weeks or years on end. So it seems like if he makes the decision to sell 10 million, uh, you might see the sale of 10 million shares pretty fast. And if that happens, that could, you know, pull down the stock too. The other thing is once momentum shifts in a stock, um, traders ride that momentum, right? Like buying puts and whatever, selling calls, all this stuff, where it kind of becomes its own flywheel. So you do have to consider this as as a pretty deep, uh, big catalyst. Who knows the exact timing, the exact damage that this will do to this Tesla stock price? But I mean, that's for each person to decide. This is why you know trading is 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 what it is. It's difficult to do long term value for Tesla. I'm not too concerned. Um, because um, yeah, I don't think it changes the long-term value. I think the long-term value of Tesla is the cash flows, right? That it's producing, it's generating. It's the strength of its product and its product line going forward. And I don't think this is signaling like any change in the fundamentals of Tesla's long-term story. It's not signaling per se, huge change in Elon Musk's commitment, even though I think it does signal some nuance change. And I will address that kind of in my um, final comments in this video. All right. Um, Here was was, um, an article about um, the Ford CEO talking about Elon Musk. And here's the thing, like, you know, I was going to talk about this in another video, but I wanted to bring this up just because you have Ford CEO praising Elon Musk and Tesla for all these innovations and leading the industry. But what's going to happen is, um, like, this stuff was in people's mind, top of mind. This was part of the news cycle. But now you have... Um, everything is going to be shot every tesla news is gone in the news cycle it's only going to be elon musk selling tesla shares that's what's going to be on every single news cycle i wouldn't be surprised if it's on front page cnn and bloomberg and cnbc and every single news article financial media outlet and non-financial media outlet right this is just too too good of a I have a headline for, for them to pass up and so you're gonna see this um, be a huge huge kind of um, um, a narrative determining kind of uh, news item and um, yeah it, it's big this 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 um, this thing is big all right um, I um, uh, tweeted yeah Elon uh, is proposing to sell 10%. And it looks like, yeah, he will be selling 10%. I mean, the, the polls are pretty stagnant or same, you know, as they were when they first opened. And it's a 24-hour poll, so there's only like less than 22 hours left in the poll. Chamath Palaspatia says, we are witnessing the Twitter masses deciding the outcome of the $25 billion coin flip. That's actually interesting because it was actually pretty close. A 55 to 20, 45% vote is pretty close. Um, um, yeah, I'm not even sure if Elon is like... Um, it seems like my hunch would be Elon is would was leaning on doing this anyways. He would have liked it, but and he wants to make it some. He wants to kind of give it more legs in terms of its impact and contribution to the greater kind of tax debate um, and wealth inequality debate. And so he put it out as a poll. Yeah, I don't think Elon would put out it as a poll if he wasn't willing to do it. Right, like he signaled already a willingness to liquidate um, Tesla stock in his tweet conversation with the world food program uh, head and I think that's you know part of it and he, he's talking about a university I think that's another part of it he's been thinking about different ways to you know use his assets to contribute to other things not just um Tesla and SpaceX. Even though, though Tesla and SpaceX have huge, amazing missions and goals, he's seen kind of the responsibility or the broader need to contribute, and I think this is part of it. Yashi Sharma says the incentives are here to buy votes via, via bots. Not sure that's a great result. Yeah, I mean that is a concern. You know, what if one side says, hey, buy a million bots, a million votes by by bots. I don't know if that's who does that or who sells that, but definitely possible, especially if it's a 24-hour poll, so people have time to actually, you know, uh, create bots, etc. Um, so yeah, definitely interesting. Um, Palantir Vision says uh, Kogon Leo needs needs to step in. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a problem, man. It's like, we're talking about too many shares, right? I mean, this is like 20 what, um, yeah, 20 million shares, and so um, Leo Kogon is just accumulating maybe Couple hundred thousand shares a week. I mean, I think he has a total of seven million shares and he's trying to get up right higher, but he doesn't have enough funds at the time to uh, to take a big uh, bunch of that. Rob Maurer says, Nah, uh, not in agreement with this. Um, yeah, let's go. Pomp says, If you sell 20 billion dollars of stock, the government will be able to fund themselves for a few minutes with the tax payment you'll make. Exactly. They'll celebrate like you balance the, the budget, though. Um, yeah, I don't even know if the celebration will be that long, you know? You'll just be like, oh, okay, it's, it is so little of Elon's wealth anyways. And I don't know, it just seems like it could just um, uh, not really dent, right? Um, um, or deflect much of the criticism. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if the wealth tax or billionaire tax actually continues on at the same strength of, of discussion. Ego says, um, stock will nosedive on Monday is what I feel. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Actually, we have a uh, Vision says, "Haha, Dave, I meant with votes. Okay, got it. Um, I guess regarding um, Koguan Leo, step in with votes. Um, because he has lots of shares i get it Um, but the thing is this is a twitter poll it's not a shareholder vote so um yeah professor leo doesn't have enough twitter accounts or bots unless he wants to buy the votes (laughs) which i don't think he'll do pk says dave this is not good or productive Um, uh, the government will do government will squander that money he should donate it to charity that they can hold and fund their needs to for decades to come, that is how you do good, not by handing over to the industrial military complex and lobbyists. Uh, PK, I think you're making some good points here. Like if te- if Elon sells, here's the thing, it's like, huh, it's a little bit, um, um, I won't say frustrating, but like the tweet has put Elon in a box where he said he's kind of decided to sell already, right, the 10%. This is like 20 million shares. And I agree with PK here, like a lot of times the best thing to do is, not just to sell the, the shares because now you're stuck with what all this cash, right? Um, let's say it's, it's $24 billion hypothetically in, in, in cash. Let's say you, you're paying, you know, $10 billion in, 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 in taxes and you have $14 billion left, what is Elon gonna do with $14 billion? Um, it's probably better just to put $24 billion straight into a charity, right? Make your own foundation, stick it all in so you're not taking a tax hit. And then you can also, um, yeah, you put that all in and then that's the, could be tax deductions for your the other options you have to exercise later this year or next year. And then you could just hold the Tesla shares in Uh, in Tesla or hold the Tesla shares in the foundation, right? That's what Jack Dorsey did with his square shares. I think he donated like a billion of, of dollars of, of square shares, but he kept his shares in square stock. So he kept uh, the square shares without liquidating them. He just transferred them into a foundation. And now the foundation has like $4 billion or something higher, like in terms of um, test of square shares. And he could now give four times the amount. So that's the thing. If, Elon doesn't cash out and he actually just puts $24 billion into a, f- a foundation. This foundation holds the Tesla shares. Tesla shares go up 10x in the, t- in the next 10 years. That's $240 billion that t- Elon could use toward charity and good works to f- um, setting up... Uni- How many universities can he set up? He could make you know a whole chain of, of universities. He could work toward you know, uh, uh, world hunger and different financial or different, you know, uh, 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 different, uh, pressing issues of the day. You know, this is what, you know, this is what kind of, I don't know. I, am a big fan of this concept I call 100 X giving. And that's the whole concept of a, hey, yeah, just like there's the potential of 100 X, um, investing where you can take, you know, 10,000, and make it into million. You could do the same in some ways where you can have $10,000 make A huge impact, like an outsized impact in people's life, and a sustainable impact in some ways. I think, um, yeah, I wonder if if this has been fully. Maybe it has. Maybe Elon has fully considered all this stuff because it is a large sum of money. But yeah, I think is definitely a, a something to think about to to consider is this whole idea of putting that entire amount into a foundation and letting it grow with Tesla stock. I mean, this could be generations. This could be something for hundreds of years could just grow and become a legendary historic figure of amount rather than just selling right now and giving whatever $10 billion to the government. What is the government going to do with $10 billion? You know, like, like what is that going to do? Like, yeah, $10 billion. Like, I don't know. Did you guys check out the infrastructure bill they passed for $1.2 billion? Sure. It has some good stuff, but $10 billion is not going to do anything, you know? Um, yeah, uh, $10 billion in the hands of Elon Musk or in Tesla shares in a foundation now that's keeping the, the shares as Tesla shares. Now that's something that's going to do something, I think, in the future. Um, all right, he says he has to sell to pay for his options that are expiring soon. So it looks like he has to do this anyways. Um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and talk about this in a bit. Uh, Elon does have, I think, about 22 million shares of that he needs to exercise uh, within the next year. So he's got over $10 billion of tax liability, but that's the thing, he's, th- by selling 10% of his shares, it doesn't X out the tax liability. Like he, um, I- I'll talk about this more in detail. Like the question is, is this in addition, is the 10% in addition to the shares he's gonna have to sell anyways to pay his taxes for exercising the options that he's gonna have to exercise? Or is this, yeah, or is this, yeah, is this together or is this separate? We'll talk about that um, towards the end here. Alright, SGK says, um, seems like Elon is very sensitive of what the left says or demands. This will embolden them. It may impact retail investors in the future. If this becomes a popular idea, it may set a bad, a bad precedent. Yeah, I mean, there seems to be, like there's some part of this I resonate with in a sense that um, how do you placate you know, um, extreme ideology? This is really, really hard. You've got to come up with practical solutions. And you know, I'd rather see Elon Musk, you know, do something to really, you know, um, take control and change the narrative around some of these issues of like, for example, with wealth inequality. Like, you know, I think in some ways the extreme has has defined a lot of these issues right now where it was like, oh, you blame the billionaires. Oh, you know, they've exacerbated wealth inequality and have partnered with politicians and, and government to 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 encourage and to exacerbate corrupt kind of behaviors and and to tilt the system right against the 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 lower um, and middle middle classes now i understand the arguments that they're making however i think when you accept the the narrative that wealth inequality is the big problem i think you miss the whole picture there's always going to be certain levels of wealth inequality and yes there will be higher and lower levels of wealth inequalities in different ways. However, there are different ways to tackle that problem. For example, you have a higher wealth tax, right? For each generation that that passes, you just, if you increase the wealth tax, you get, maybe get rid of the step-up basis. I don't know. There's ways to handle the wealth inequality in kind of practical ways, rather than scapegoating the, the like, billionaires and capitalism and saying it's a fault, it's a f- failed system, right? You're going down a very slippery slope once you do that, because it's like, you know, like, what other system are you trying to propose here? Socialism? Like, What are you doing just trying to, I don't know, it, it gets in a tricky place. My opinion is, I think the bigger problem is not the wealth inequality. I think the bigger problem is, is the economic stagnation of the lower and middle classes. Now, I think that's a separate issue than wealth inequality and I think it's actually a bigger issue a much more important issue and it requires much more focus and much more practical solutions than just a simple oh let's tax the billionaires do you think taxing the billionaires is really going to solve economic stagnation for the lower and middle classes do you think it's that easy to solve economic stagnation caused by decades of just government ineptness and misstewarding of what i think is the greatest economic boom that we've had in terms of technological innovation right in the past 20 or 30 years what we've seen with globalization and and technological innovation it's just amazing. Yet, we've had kind of an inept government to fairly distribute and to fairly allow economic participation across all economic classes. This is the issue, right? The issue isn't some some just like whatever ideological politicians, you know, backed by some ideological, you know, uh, college professors claiming that, oh, if you tax, right, billionaires, that that's somehow going to trickle down and the government's somehow going to use that money to to revolutionize and fix all of the problems of society no like it's been a proven it's a a proven thing what will the government do with all the taxation right that they they tax from the wealthy or whatever it's like that's not the right way to do it in my opinion you got to focus in on economic stagnation create new ways better ways for the lower class the middle class to find economic opportunity to to and this should be, I think, the first priority and the first agenda of every government that comes in and political lead. any political leader that steps up needs to take on this agenda. But I think there isn't a strong enough kind of opponent to the whole wealth inequality narrative that's just spreading around. And I think it's just polluting people's minds in a lot of ways, thinking that, oh, yeah, wealth inequality is such a big problem. We just need to tax the, the, the super wealthy and try to bridge, bring down the, the wealthy, right? What, you know what's going to happen when you do that? Is you're gonna have you're gonna start to uh, put the seeds into society, into the U.S. to be um, an anti-capitalist place, right? It's it's a place that's no longer conducive and no longer supportive and no longer inviting, right? Uh, capitalism. It's no longer inviting the best entrepreneurs in the world. It's no longer inviting the best minds in the world anymore to, to invest and to create their businesses here on American soil. That's what you're doing. And this thing, it doesn't happen overnight. It happens over several years, over decades, but people move to different places that are more inviting for every move the U S does to make it less inviting, right? Every move the U S does to, 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 to scapegoat the wealthy and the billionaires or whatever. It's an opportunity for other countries to have more appealing, to have more encouraging and accepting policies to encourage capitalism, encourage, to encourage entrepreneurship, to encourage you know wealth creation with companies. And these countries are going to be the big winners, right? And I don't know if, if the U.S. Is, is figuring this out or not, right? This is crazy to just be on this crazy path of being consumed with, I think, this like... With blinders on, right? Thinking that wealth inequality is the biggest thing, and that you have to tax the wealthy, and this is going to help society in some way. Like, yeah, I mean, this is my rant here, right? Where I think we've got the whole political debate completely miscued. We've got it; the whole narrative is completely taken over by the wrong people, and we're on a slippery slope where we're just kind of, you know, screwing everything up, right? And what we need to do is we need to, to, to completely just turn this around and take the narrative over where yeah hey let's focus on the problem this isn't a simple patch you can't just tax billionaires a little bit and think their billion dollars is going to change anything right with the government spending trillions of dollars no you've got to come up with real solutions for the economic uh, stagnant uh, populations economic stagnant classes right the lower and the middle classes you've got to find new opportunities you've got to have um, competent government that stewards right innovation in a way where it's fairly distributed right the participation in that innovation like that's the way out right man it's not stinking taxing more and more of the wealthy and making their lives you know hey I understand fair taxes is fine okay that that's fine I'm not saying that wealthy should pay less taxes than the lower middle class no that's fine just pay fair taxes but what I'm saying is when you have talk of, for example, uh, a a wealth tax where it's like, you know, it's a mark to market tax, right? Do you guys understand what that means, right? That means basically all of your cap cost basis is basically bumped up to like, you're basically taxed as if you sold everything today. That's the mark to market uh, tax proposal proposed by Ron Wyden, Senator from Oregon, he heads like the Senate Finance Committee, etc. Like this tax is so uh, it's so crazy in a way. Right, because it's it's basically saying, that, hey, you're gonna have to pay capital gains tax on the entire right uh, capital gains, and they say, oh no, fine, you you can pay that, you'll calculate the tax this year, but then you can pay it over the next five years or ten years or whatever. But that's crazy. It's just like the proposals that are out, and then the the wealth tax of, of you know of taxing 3 or 4% of the annual, let's say, net assets of billionaires. Like, if you work out the compounding numbers, like, there is a, a certain point where, yeah, you could do a wealth tax of, you know, certain, like, Small percent, right? Point something one or two percent. Most most billionaires wouldn't complain. Or point three percent. I don't know what. There are some countries that do that in a fair way. But to say, hey, let's do three or four percent every year. If you work out the compounding factors of that, who wants to start a company and become a billionaire in the U.S. anymore? It'll be like basically nobody. You're basically kicking out all of the innovation, all the entrepreneurs, all the risk takers, and the big players. And yeah, you can't do that. I mean, you, sure, you could try. It's just misguided, in my opinion, right? I mean, you've got to make it fair. Yes, billionaires should take their should, should pay their fair taxes. If you're if there's if you want to tackle wealth inequality, hey, you know, make them pay fair taxes. But you know, work on the whole death tax system, the state tax system, the whole step up basis. Like you could do ways where that wealth is, you know, can't be per se. It takes a big cut for each generation, right? And you can bring down the wealth gap through that way. But um, yeah, you've gotta bring up, you've gotta bring up the lower and you've gotta bring up the middle classes. You've gotta give them access to the the economic fruits of innovation, right? And the government has like the power, the authority, the hierarchy to do that if you just have competent leaders. Um, Yeah, I could go on and on. I'm so tempted to start a, a political channel Cause like this stuff, I don't know who's talking about this stuff. Who's talking about this stuff in a sane way, in a, in like an objective way, in a practical way to solve, to make, to solve problems. You know, all I hear is like these like ideological, like narratives that don't even make sense. Um, yeah. All right. Rodolfo Yoshi. I know um, this is the weekend day, but can you do an emergency live stream? Yeah. That's what we're doing here. What's going to happen on Monday. Who knows what's going to happen on Monday. I think the share price is going to tank dramatically. Isn't it? We'll find out. Uh, Pete dreams in FSD. Too bad he told the world in advance. But long-term holders will be fine. Um, yeah, that's you know that is interesting. It's like you know Elon could have done something where it was more discreet, it, it was sp- sold over time, et cetera, But that's not Elon's way. Elon wants to you know put it out there, um, uh, yeah, g- and get it done um, sooner than later. Um, doesn't want to um, make it take forever. Uh, James. Uh, Wang a former ARCA analyst he says it's cute that Elon thinks paying capital gains on a portion of this stock will placate the mob there is no satisfying the mob ever yeah you know um i i see this in two ways i think you, you can for, for yeah the mob is is crazy but I, I agree in one way you can't just placate the mob um because they'll just continue to going after they'll, they'll continue going after you it's like you know a bully chasing after you know um someone who's just like trying to run away further and further and further you've got to fight back right you've got but the other thing is i think you've got to solve real problems you've got to uh, take control of the narrative if the mob is after so-called this wealth inequality problem and like basically you know stripping billionaires of their wealth if that's the narrative you got to fight that narrative you can't just run away from it and just like run away and then like hand out your money to them i agree that's the worst thing you do but you've got to You got to face them. You got to fight back and you got to change that narrative, right? You've got to, you got to, and here's the thing. It's like, um, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough. Soya Merritt says based on Friday's closing price of $1,222, even if Tesla tank 18%, the stock would still be over $1,000 a share, wiping out just 10 trading days worth of gains will all be fine. LOL. Yeah, I think you know it's good perspective. Long term wise, again, the value of the company is going to be determined on based upon the strength of its products, right? Um, the pace of its innovation, um, how much it could charge, and the margins it receives, and how fast it can grow over time. So this stuff isn't necessarily fundamentally uh, uh, changing the Tesla story. However, it does change the TSLA short term story, you know what I'm saying? It changes the TSLA sentiment. So I've talked about this a lot on my channel. There's a different, there's two different things, right? Tesla, the company and TSLA, right? The stock ticker, the stock price. And um, yeah, in a lot of ways, like a lot of things don't affect Tesla, the company, right? I mean, we're talking about decisions that, you know, long-term decisions, things take a long-term to to come to fruition. Like the things that they show in battery day, they've been working on it for years. The things that show in autonomy day or AI day, it takes uh, many years to show even prototypes and fruits of that, right? So what we're seeing Tesla doing right now is the fruit of many, many years of investment and labor. Or investment decisions. And so in that way, the, the company story actually doesn't change as fast as you would imagine. You have all these like hit pieces and, and headlines coming left and right. And you think Tesla, the company is changing very fast, but no, it's, it's a steady train, right. Of innovation and um, creating value. TSLA, the stock price now is a different animal. Like TSLA is, is a crazy one, right? You have crazy ups, you have crazy downs. You've got like, you know, you know, the market cap being 1.2 trillion and, or being like 600 billion, right? Just all within the past year, and it's almost like you know, it's it's there's a component of TSLA, the stock price that's very driven by human psychology. It's driven by investor sentiment, which is driven by emotional emotions, right? And it's, it's a lot of times it's driven by how people see the news cycle and 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 so many other things. And so, um, yeah, uh, this event I think is not that significant. In the company long-term perspective, but it is significant in the TSla uh, short-term story in next uh, months. Ross Gerber says maybe we do solve world hunger. Elon Musk, Um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I mean, what is Elon going to do with fourteen billion dollars? He could do a lot of stuff, you know. I mean, um, and I hope he does do a lot of cool stuff with that money. I just wish that yeah, he puts in a foundation doesn't have to give all that taxes. Like $10 billion in taxes? Think about it. Like, what you what you could do with $10 billion in taxes like if you just kept it in Tesla stock and put it in a foundation? Um, yeah. All right. Uh, meet Kevin Paffrat says, Elon Musk's brother sold over $108 million in t- TSLA stock Friday the day before Elon Musk asks Twitter if he should liquidate over $25 billion in Tesla stock solely to pay taxes and appease Twitter warriors. I doubt the reason... By the way, Elon has a plan for the money, maybe BTC. A few interesting points, yeah. I mean, yeah, Elon probably ha- knows what he wants to do. He probably, you know, thinks he has some ideas for the money he wants. And I think part of the reason is maybe he does want to pay some taxes and maybe he does want to contribute. And he thinks that's the way to 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 help, right, the, the discussion and to, to do something productive, right, in this political debate. Um, and, yeah, who knows what he'll do Um um he probably he's he's not short of of ideas that's for sure right all right guys um here's what i'm going to do right now is um i actually you know i've got this is the end of part one so end of part one is is just going through the initial reactions looking at things from different angles right and as i share before and i share often my channel is a stream of consciousness i am just sharing how i think through things right on the moment this is this this news just came out, so I'm just sharing, you know, my thoughts on the moment, on the fly. Um, what I'm gonna do is part two, and uh, feel free to, you know, if part one is enough, that's fine. But part two, I'm gonna kind of summarize some key angles and kind of give a framework of how I think about this right now at this moment. Of course, all things and all these angles could change with more information as they come up. But um, here are some different angles. Um, after this, I'll take some questions. So. First angle is um, up until this point, Elon Musk has really been all in Tesla and SpaceX. If you think about it, like he has, he doesn't have any cash. Like right? all the cash he has, he has to borrow. So if he bought, if he wants to buy something, he has to like it all comes from his margin, right? His his collateral loan from several big banks that you know he's put his Tesla shares in as collateral. And so what this marks is it marks a significant change in that kind of bigger picture of Elon having no cash, being cash strapped, having, you know, this collateral loan outs and, and just taking a doubling down, doubling down. Basically, as Tesla goes up, he just continues doubling down uh, by not uh, selling any Tesla stock. So this is actually a, a change, a change in perspective and approach by Elon Musk, where he's saying, okay, maybe that era, that era of this crazy doubling down all in all the time has ended. And now, yeah, it's taking some off the table. It's 10%, right? That's a significant amount. Let's say it's $20 billion. And, you know, let's say he has a good 10 or more billion dollars to spend after paying taxes. Um, That's a lot of added security on his part in terms of he doesn't have these margin loans or these, you know, collateral loans anymore. And he could do what he wants. Obviously, you know, he's not the, the biggest spender where he needs that money for himself. So he's probably going to be spending it on big ambitious projects to help society. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely um, a, a change. And I don't want to discount or minimize that change because here's the thing, it's it's complicated because on one hand, it doesn't necessarily mean that he's less committed to Tesla. It doesn't mean that you know it changes the long-term story of Tesla, et cetera. I'm not saying that as a company, as I shared already in this video. But what I am saying is that it changes the dynamics of his personal finances being from an all in, you know, having this negative type of cash balance where he's, you know, um, he has a loan out of let's say over $500 million. It changes that where he doesn't have the loan out. He has cash and it's more in a way somewhat diversified, um, even if it's a little bit. So that's something to note. Second, um, yeah, I talked about this earlier. It's like the big question is, yeah, what will happen to the stock price? You know, I don't think Elon's priority is is catering to the stock price. I don't even think he likes the stock price this high personally. Um, I think there are negatives to it. I think he'd much, much rather prefer a gradual rise in the Tesla stock price. It's just better for employee morale. It's just better for everything. Um, but to have these dramatic swings in Tesla stock price, you think that after the S&P 500, it kind of calm down a bit but just to see like you know crazy um spikes even doubling let's say in the past year um from the lows i don't think that that's what elon wants i don't think that elon really is um trying to protect the stock price either and so i think that's why i think when he says i'll, I'll sell i'll sell 10 i don't know if he's really thinking about the stock price that much and in some ways you know i think that's good you know because Elon's goal and his whole perspective is not to, per se, protect the stock price. He wants to focus on innovation. He wants to uh, build uh, the best products. And he's thinking, you know, with the Tesla mission at hand, I think I like that. I would like that focus, right? So um, if Tesla stock tanks this week, I'm not going to blame Elon because... um, Yeah, you could say, oh, you know, there were mistakes in how he presented it. There's mistakes he should have done less than 10%, maybe 1% or 2% per year. There's different ways he could have worded it. Why did he have to go through Twitter, et cetera? But again, you know, he's not trying to protect the stock price. And I think it's worked where by ultra focusing on innovation and product in the long-term vision of where Tesla's headed, he's proven that he can create immense value Um, and it's worked and, and I don't doubt it that he'll continue to focus that value on, or focus that kind of his perspective on long-term value creation. So, um, yeah, I'm not going to blame Elon for any stock price hits. Um, that's the reality, man. Like with stocks, like that's the other thing, a lot of stuff happens on the weekend, You know, and you wait, and Monday it's like you you can't do anything right now. It's like Saturday. It's like you're stuck. There's no after-hours market. This isn't crypto trading. It's like you're stuck to Monday, right? But that's the reality of being invested in a growth stock. It's like there are ups and downs. There is volatility. Like this isn't this isn't no um, S and P five hundred index investing, right? That's the realities of some of this risk happening. All right. why Twitter? So yes, number, point number three. Why did Elon go go on Twitter? Like, what's the point of making it a poll? What's the point of kind of putting out twenty four billion dollars of you know of Tesla stock sale at the whims of of the greater Tesla audience? And um, yeah, is it going to be fair? Um, let's see. I just saw this one uh, Twitter vote, Twitter um, or live stream comment. Nicholas says one hundred thousand votes cost. and 1 million votes cost $85,000 on famous follower website. Oh my gosh. Crazy. Huh? Maybe Elon should reconsider this actually. Cause yeah, these Twitter polls, what if they're like rigged, right? People spend $10,000, $50,000. Yeah. What if you have a a big short position on Tesla, right? And you're like 50,000 bucks. No problem. I'm going to, I'm going to, buy Tesla bots or, or Twitter, Twitter, you know, whatever, uh, people to, to do a million votes in a Twitter poll, um, it's rigged. So yeah, is this a flawed experiment? Is this a flawed experiment from the get go? Can Twitter polls even be like used for something like this because they could be misused. Now, this isn't just an opinion of like, Hey, should I wear my, my hat, uh this way or that way or should I wear a red shirt or a blue shirt? This is not like a fashion or an inconsequential decision. This is a huge financial decision, right? Of twenty billion plus dollars of of stock sale that impacts right perhaps millions of people who hold Tesla shares but also people hold the, the stock through index funds, et cetera. So this shouldn't be taken lightly and if it could be rigged in a way where you spend fifty thousand dollars and you can completely change the results of the poll, like is this a fair way to do it? I mean, it's something definitely to, to consider and to think about. All right, number five. Um, um, number four, actually. So um, ultimately, you know, I think Elon's framework, and this is how I understand Elon to be, is Elon ultimately wants to do the right thing. Um, and he, he's less concerned in optimizing for, say, profit per se, and he wants ultimately to, to contribute um, to the greater good in the most positive way. And that's why he does SpaceX. That's why he does Tesla. That's why he does Neuralink and Boring Company, et cetera. And so I think even in, in with the stock sale of selling 10% of Tesla, I think the ultimate motivation for Elon is he wants to do the right thing. He wants to contribute to the greater good, the to greater society. And if there is this great kind of tension and, and political unrest, he wants to see if he's playing a part, a negative part, you know, and he want, if he is, he wants to fix that. I think that's part of it. Where, where, yeah, he does um, think that by doing this that it could be a positive contribution. Now, in the bigger picture, maybe it's not the right thing, and he might not know it's the right thing, or it could be the wrong thing. I think that's part of the Elon Musk type of frame of mind, where a lot of the decisions he's not sure right? it could go either way, but he'll do it, and he's not afraid to make a mistake if it doesn't work out. He'll pivot. In this case, it's hard to pivot in the sense that you've already sold the shares and you've given the government $10 billion. It's not like they're going to give you back the $10 billion in taxes that you gave them, right? That's not how the agreement works. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's a tough thing. Um, but I think in the, in the bigger picture, it's not the end of the world. Elon Musk will continue to try to do the right thing and he'll adjust his, his decisions. All right, point number five framework to try to understand this is ultimately it's up to Elon. Elon can do whatever he wants to do. Um, and ultimately, I think it's something that he's wanting to do. He wants, it seems like he's been alluding to it, that he's willing to sell some Tesla stock. And it's something that, you know, it's his own decision. And I respect that. Um, and it's his right to do that. But on the flip side, him putting it out on public with a poll, he's actually making it less private. And now he's involving, right? the world at at large to debate and discuss this. So, um, here's my take. It's a private decision. Elon can do what he wants, but he's made it a public, you know, a, a public debate. And so my whole thing is, yeah, people should debate away, you know, and it's fine to have your own, you know, private opinion or personal opinion about this. And this is what, um, the poll is all about. And this is what Elon has chosen to do. Um, a few last points. By selling uh, 20 million shares, Elon will have billions of dollars outside of Tesla and SpaceX for the first time to be able to dispose at his uh, at his wants, and he could invest it. He could. Give it away, he could do whatever he wants with it. Before he was kind of like limited to Tesla and SpaceX, he had to invest money through those vehicles because that was all he had. He didn't really have much, you know, outside of that. But now for the first time, Elon will have significant money outside of those two entities to do investing. What will that mean? Um, there's pros and cons to that. Like the pros, Elon can now branch off to things that, you know, maybe he couldn't have done in Tesla or SpaceX. It gives him more freedom. He could do more charity works, nonprofit stuff too. On the flip side, the con is for Tesla investors and SpaceX investors, yeah, maybe it's more probable or likely that Elon does something that's a little bit, that might've been done in Tesla. Maybe he gets done outside of Tesla. I don't know. You know, who knows? Um, will the, the electric uh, vertical takeoff and landing jet will be done in Tesla? Or, you know, are there slightly Uh, greater odds for now to be done in an independent company. I don't know, outside of Tesla and SpaceX, maybe a different entity. I don't know. Um, These are uh, issues and questions to be thought of. And lastly, okay, let's talk about this tax bill. So Elon has already a big tax bill in the next year because I uh, shared an interview I did with uh, Bradford Ferguson on my channel. Elon over the next year has to exercise 22 million shares of Tesla options. And these are... Required, he he's required to exercise them, or else they, they basically expire worthless. So these twenty two million shares, and let's now take a a, a figure of a thousand dollars per share. That's twenty two billion dollars um, that he's going to be basically accrued income, uh, and it's going to be um, uh, basically it's like treated as income. So he'll have to pay tax of at least probably ten or to twelve billion dollars or more on that. Elon alluded to a tax rate of fifty three percent because probably these options were vested in California, so it could be fifty three percent. I don't know what the tax rate is, but um, yeah, if Elon you know um, exercises these options and sells, half to 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 pay for the taxes. That was the original plan. I thought so. Let's say Elon keeps eleven million and he sells the eleven million that he's exercised to pay for taxes. um, um yeah. In that case right? Elon takes on 11 million more shares. But here's the problem. Elon has just committed to selling 10% of Tesla shares. So what does that mean? Does that mean he's going to sell 20 million shares of his existing common stock shares? And then in addition to the 20 million, is he going to sell half of his uh, exercisable options, right? Um, To pay for the taxes, right? Um, So in all, will he sell 31 million shares and then keep 11 million of his, like, you know, exercisable options? There's a lot of unknowns, actually, exactly what this 10% means. Is it completely separate from this whole option pool that he needs to exercise or not? And so that's something that um, needs clarification, um, because, yeah, it could be 20 million shares, it could be yeah, part of the options exercising he's doing, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he has a lot of conversations with lawyers and accountants where they're figuring this out. And he's not making a random tweet. Um, this is stuff that he's been thinking about and he's replied on Twitter, right, regarding, you know, um, his thoughts on these tax events. Um, yep, let's go ahead and uh, let's uh, take some questions here. Um, so if you have a question, go ahead and, Uh, So this is part three. So um, yeah, we did part one and part two. Um, I'll go ahead and it's already an hour. I'll probably take, you know, who knows, maybe 10, 15 minutes of questions. We'll see. Um, Go ahead and uh, type question in all cap. And I'll go ahead and, and try to address some of the questions. Sorry, I wasn't able to keep up with the live chat and the stream and the questions up to this point because I'm busy talking. It's hard for me to read and talk at the same time. All right. Alan L says, question, which state would he, would he be taxed in? I'm not an accountant, so I don't know. But um, my understanding is probably the common shares that he holds if he sells his $20 million, My understanding is he's taxed in Texas. That's his residence, state of residence, which doesn't have state tax. So he'd be taxed at the rate of twenty plus 3.8% Medicare surtax. So he'd be taxed at a long-term capital gains rate tax of 23.8%. Um, that's my understanding. Now, the new Biden uh, reconciliation bill has uh, extra uh, millionaire-billionaire surtax. What that means is if you make over $10 million in a year, you get a 5% surtax on top of that. And then if you make over $25 million, you get a 3% surtax. So if Elon sells these shares next year, then he has to pay 8% more. So that would be 23.8% plus 8% more, so 32% or so. So that's actually a big deal. Eight um, percent. I mean, we're talking about <clears throat> on a lot of uh, over twenty billion dollars, right? So, yeah, he could save almost two billion dollars um, if he sells this year versus next year. And so this is this might be on his mind too. You know, maybe he's like, hey, you know, uh, might be better to sell this year now. That's if he sells common shares that he's held for a long time, right? I think he, it just gets taxed in the state that you're a resident. His options that he needs to exercise, I think that gets taxed both federally, but it's, it's, it counts not as long term. These are his his shares to be exercised. Um, the options are short term income tax, and also I think California will want a piece because they're vested in that in that city. So those are taxed probably at the fifty three percent whatever rate, right? And it could go higher next year because. Yeah, the, the millionaire surtax is, is I, my understanding is it's across long-term and short-term. So he could be be paying 60% taxes on the options he exercises next year. Um, lots of tax considerations here. I mean, we're talking about um, billions and billions of dollars, you know, whether you sell this year, this next year, and how you sell it, et cetera. Um, yeah. Um, Aria, Dave Lee uh, what, do you, what are your thoughts on streamers like Hassan Abi saying that Elon is doing this for clout yet he isn't uh, yeah you know Elon doesn't I don't think he cares about clout per se he has enough clout um, I think he wants to contribute uh, positively to, to society and I think maybe the political kind of stuff is, is concerning and he wants to try to you know make a con- contribution to the discussion um, whether it'll work or not again that is definitely up up in the air. Uh, male feeling says, capital is infinitely more productive in Elon's hands than the sick, corrupt politicians' pockets. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a tough one. Um, I agree, but it's oftentimes not black and white. I mean, I'm not gonna say like, Elon shouldn't pay any any taxes, obviously, right? I mean, he wants to do it and he should pay fair, his fair share, but it's like, what is that fair share? Um, okay soren junk says see gary black's uh tweet dave okay here's what we're gonna do here since this is a live stream we're gonna go ahead and go to um gary black i don't see a tweet by him let's go to uh, his replies here um okay here's gary black um Gary Black says, everyone think long-term with EV global adoption soaring from 6% now to 25 to 30% by 2025, Tesla total addressable market expanding, Um, model Y to Europe, Cybertruck, Compact, Semi, FSD, investment-grade credit 2022 estimates 35% too low, one to two days of pressure is negligible, another 4 to 1 or 5 to 1 stock split likely coming. So yeah, uh, Gary Black is pointing out kind of the, the strength of the company right and you say okay the short-term dip or whatever pressure from this you know isn't a big deal because over the next year the long-term company found uh, fundamentals will will win out um all right here's another um Reply, Uh, Gary says, everyone should chill out. Elon selling 10% of his shares, $17 million to pay taxes is a one to two two day event handled by Goldman Sachs or Morgan Stanley as a block trade, which they hedge. Elon selling shares is not dilutive, already counted in fully diluted shares outstanding. Tesla average volume is 35 to 40 million per day. All right, let's, let's unpack this. So yes, Tesla volume is 35 to $40 million a day. That's fine, but a lot of it is... Algo high frequency trading. Um, The thing is, um, I I have a little bit different perspective on this in the sense of it's it's not just one event. It's a combination. It's it's a few things going on. It's one is it's what is being projected, right? And it's the it's the impact on sentiment that Elon's you know stock sale is projecting and how that could impact. So that's kind of leg one. Leg two is the actual selling of the shares right like how it's going to be sold and yeah i agree um morgan stanley or goldman sachs they could do a big block trade you know range in advance do whatever and they could handle 17 million shares without it tanking the market completely but it's still obviously it's not a positive thing you know that the ceo is selling 10 percent of their shares um at this time um But yeah, I mean, this is going to be up in air exactly what is the stock um, impact going to be. And again, that's not my main focus per se. I mean, whether the stock impact is minimal or major uh, short term or midterm, whatever, like I still go back to, and I agree here with what um, Gary Black is saying is that long term, right? Tesla has like huge catalysts and growth ahead and long term we're going to look back at this as it's it's a blip in the bigger picture right um it's a blip in the bigger picture but in the short term in the in the now i think it is uh, something to 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 address and to to consider um uh, soberly um, yeah this is like um this is great um, dr. Z says can Elon sell it to SpaceX the 17 no I don't think SpaceX actually has that much money SpaceX is you know they're 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 uh, they're s- strapped for cash too you know because they're funding um, starlink development and all these satellite launches like they're having to raise money constantly and so um, yes yeah, SpaceX Um Emmett Osborne what was your vote in the poll Davely my uh, vote initially so I just did my, my first initial vote was a no um, and the reason why I did that was um, if it's if Elon is gonna give it to people to for whether him to sell the shares or not I, I say no you know um, because I don't think selling the shares is gonna accomplish that much like yeah sell one percent right sell like two or three billion dollars worth pay a pay billion dollars in taxes right and say hey fine if you want to you know do that that's fine right uh, 10% I don't think that it doesn't per, per, it's like you don't get the most bang for your buck you know of doing a change from what giving one billion to 10 billion you yeah, I don't think you get a 10x improvement in terms of the impact um, And second yeah I think um, give it to, to make a foundation right uh, keep it in Tesla shares in the foundation. And see a ten x, you know, uh, value uh, increase, and have a foundation that has hundreds of billion dollars, hundreds of billions of dollars in it, that does giving in a new and innovative way, and um, that is going, that would be awesome, right? Um, that's um, my perspective. Love to learn, Dave. Why don't you plan? Why don't you? Why don't you plan to join politics? Um, yeah, you know, I I do have I do have some. I'm, like when I like, I'm actually very interested in politics, but the frustrating thing is, I just am so dissatisfied with both sides of of the arguments in many issues. Not all the issues, but I feel like a lot of times people in politics they get so biased in one side, where their emotional bias starts to just overtake. You know, and you, you're, they're not making objective like reasoning and objective. Uh, decisions anymore. And I feel like it, it borders on like this kind of, I don't want to say a religion, but it's like, it feels like modern day politics is like kind of modern day, the, like cult of politics, right? You need to have this like emotional buy-in and then you get kind of almost brainwashed into this whole like political ideology, whether it's a left or right or whatever. And these left and right ideologies are being more increasingly taken over by extreme ideologies because they have the strongest t- type of, uh, uh, things at stake, right? They, they feel the most passionate about it. And the and the people in the middle, they just don't have passion, right? They're just like, uh, and they're just stuck. And I feel like, um, yeah, um, it's a tough one. Um. All right, Chang Taylor says, "Question: Can someone give me a hug? I'm worried." <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of a uh, lot, lot of Tesla shareholders. Like, that's the other thing. Like, um, um, yeah, this, this, it's volatility, right? I mean, it's a, it's tough for those who are when you, when you're buying in um, recently. That's the hardest part it, when you just buy in. Like, you have to you're exposed to to the ups and downs, um, but. After a certain period of time, if you pick the right company and it's, they're growing and executing the right way, you find yourself, um, like in my position, where I have a super low-cost basis, and so I can ride out the volatility a lot easier, where it doesn't mental me much, you know? Um, yeah. But again, I, um, I definitely understand. Um, Sky Tom says, IRS is celebrating... Yeah. Um, again, IRS is like, um, um, what is that? It's like it's like if, if, it's like someone giving you a hundred dollars. Right? Like it's like that's what ten billion dollars is to the IRS. <laughs> it's like wh- wh- what are they going to do with it? Right? Um, it's like a dinner. It's the price of a dinner for the IRS, right? <laughs> Elon's tax bill. Um, question: Do you think some stock market info should be taught in school? Definitely. Um, stocks are fascinating. Not just stocks investing. You know, people aren't being taught enough um, of the power of investing and compound growth, especially, and also the the power of just of company, new companies, of innovation. Right? What type of value they create. I think it's um, definitely interesting. Alejandro Alarcon says: Do you think this is a precursor to Elon disentangling from Tesla CEO? Yeah, I don't think so. Um, but here's the here's the thing. Like here's the different here's the different angles to this. No, I don't think Elon is less committed. No, I don't think he's less focused on Tesla. I think it doesn't have much impact on the longer-term picture and story of Tesla. Tesla has amazing you know, future ahead. So no, but on the flip side, does this impact the short-term media narrative around Tesla and Elon's commitment to Tesla and to the stock price, et cetera? And I would say, yeah, it does have an impact, right? It does Um, feed into a certain narrative of how the public is viewing Elon's commitment to Tesla and also, you know, to what's happening to the stock price. So yeah, it does have impact um, in the short term. Question: Where, uh, where would he put that money in? Yeah, so if he has ten to fourteen billion dollars after ten billion is ten billion in taxes, um, <laughs> where do you put ten billion dollars? Like, I guess you just put it in the bank or something. I don't know. People say, oh, put it in, put it in Bitcoin or Ethereum or something. I guess I don't know Dogecoin. But no, I think he wants to invest it. I think he wants to g- give it, you know, into certain kind of history changing um, uh, endeavors. And um, yeah, I think he'll do a good job. You know, Elon's one of the best at finding opportunities, He's one of the best at uh, finding first principles. And yeah, if you unleash Elon with kind of nonprofit, charity giving, et cetera, I think um, you'll see something huge, hugely different, right? Elon will, will question everything and he will reinvent how giving is done And um, yeah, this is great. I think in in some ways it it could mark um, the beginning of Elon, the philanthropist, right? Because so far we've had Elon, the entrepreneur, Elon, the technologist, Elon, the, you know, the space explorer, like the rocket builder, Elon, the the car designer, the, the company builder, all these different types of roles for Elon. But Elon hasn't really dived into philanthropy as big as, you know, um, uh, it just hasn't been a big role yet. I mean, he's been creating the value, right? That's been his focus, right? And so this could be marking like an interesting step into philanthropy for Elon Musk. And, and I definitely wish him the best, you know, because I have high expectations. I want his philanthropy to be, to set a new paradigm in giving, right? Take giving to first principles um, and uh, yeah, make a big difference with giving. Um, and I think, who knows, maybe Elon can change the world of philanthropy and what that means for forever, right? And that's actually a bullish thing. And here's the thing, in the bigger picture, it's not just all about money, right? Like, yeah, like money is great, investing is great, etc. But you also want to think about, yeah, what's the impact I, I leave in this world? What are the, re- what's the relational impact I leave in this world, right? And what's the impact not just on people with with finances or wealth, but what what's the impact on people that don't have anything who are at the worst of the worst situations, who don't have food, who don't have shelter, who don't have stability and safety and all this stuff. What's my impact and legacy gonna be on those people? And I don't think Elon has to do more. I mean, think about what Starlink is gonna do, I think, for for the vast majority of of the rural, low-income folks in the world. It's gonna be absolutely life-changing, revolutionary. Um, but yeah, if um, Elon wants to take that step into philanthropy and leave a, a, a greater legacy in that role, I think it's fantastic. And I think we should be celebrating this um, if you know, Elon you know, announces right? his intentions to, to do that. Um, yeah, it'd be great. um fanboy chicken question what's your thoughts on this tweet being an issue with sec i have no idea like what the sec (laughs) what they look for and like if they want it to be issue or not be issue like i don't know i mean um to me i I don't see an issue with it giving asking for opinion um but who knows yeah um All right, guys, um, it's been a fun uh, live stream here and um, it's great sharing um, my thoughts with you guys and just hanging out a bit. Um, I'm going to go ahead, I'll continue to share my thoughts on Twitter at hey Dave 7 So you can check out my Twitter um, stream there. And um, if you have any questions uh, or things you want me to address regarding this in future videos, go ahead and share a comment on this video. Also, you know, you can DM me on Twitter, Um, I don't reply or read all of them, but, you know, um, I'll try uh, my best to read most, even though if I can't reply, but that's one of the best ways to reach out. And overall, yeah, um, overall, my personal take, okay, my personal take is this. um, I'm not per se like panicking at all. Um, I'm not like angry at all. You know, I'm not too worried at all um, with my position and largely because, you know, I'm prepared at any moment for a 50% haircut, you know, in, in in Tesla or any growth stock that I hold. I think that's just part of the game that you need to write out the volatility to take advantage of the long-term uh, appreciation and gain. So overall, I'm not panicking. I think, you know, if I look at it from a, a optimistic perspective, it's Elon starting a new stage of philanthropy and opportunity. I just hope he, you know, uses the money wisely and, you know, yeah, I, I don't know if it'll re- really help the political debate much, but who knows, you know, I'm, I'm open-minded and open to change my mind as well. So yeah, I definitely hope, uh, the, wish the best for, for everyone who's who's involved. Um, and um, yeah, uh, we'll see you guys in my next video. All right, take care.